From the Mid-South Van Studio in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production presents Under the Water Tower. And now, here are your hosts, Derek Biglane and Matt Crane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. I think today is one of those days where we can, as Millie Vanilla would say, blame it on the rain. Got a uh, nice storm going on outside. Started yesterday, Hurricane Laura, working its way up here. Probably affected some of the traffic this morning. When I was dropping my youngest off, we kind of reverted back to the uh, first day of school as far as how we were dropping off and the time it took. So uh, people definitely slow down quite a bit and uh, move at a slower pace when they're dropping the kids off uh, due to the weather. So, uh, But we got it all squared away. Just took an extra 20 minutes or so. Got it done. Well, I think, you know, I hope everybody's been paying attention. Of course, Hurricane Laura, a lot of devastation in Lake Charles worked its way up starting late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Of course, it hit here last night. We did have a tornado warning last night for a short period of time. Uh, rain pretty much off and on most of the night and then um oxford today had this morning had a tornado warning kind of went through there pretty quickly not sure of any kind of damage or uh yet from that from that tornado or from that cell uh, and then of course if you look at the the weather they're talking about uh, all off and on all day so uh we're going to talk about what that did uh some of the games football games last night were having to be were moved uh to last night from friday night others will be postponed until tomorrow some of the scrimmages and we'll, we'll talk about that more in sports but everybody be careful out there today it is nasty it is windy it is raining pretty much throughout the day tomorrow should be a little better and then of course another rain in, on sunday and monday coming through with the cold front so again going to be a lot of saturated ground uh maybe some you know trees maybe get uprooted because of of uh, the loose ground and, and, and the, the wet ground. And so just please, uh, as, as you're making a way to school this morning and this afternoon, just y'all be careful uh, and uh, I hope that uh, doesn't affect your weekend too much. Yeah, and it's always good to look at your 13-year-old uh, on the ride to school and, and, and say, hey, where's your raincoat? And he just said, oh, I forgot it. So that's always good. Cool. You can't wear raincoats to school, rain boots. I mean, it's got to be $200 Adidas and, you know, the best-looking shirt you got when it's pouring down rain. So. Well, well, his raincoat is uh, it's pink and has big flowers on it because it's, it's his older sisters so I, I understand why he forgot it but uh at the same time i mean these kids need to be great for what we give them could have heard a little junior high rep the you know flowered pink raincoat that's a, a good choice that's, i don't know I, today's society they uh, today's society just saying i mean yeah he would be considered progressive he would be considered uh you know really uh in, in touch with his feminine side so i'm proud of him actually i, I think you know what i'm proud of him no i told you he forgot it so he oh, didn't wear it right. he, he didn't wear go. it well, good. But, you know, of course, if you know, if we had to have to travel in the weather, uh, you know, I could think of no other uh, way to travel than in the Mid-South Van. Under the Water Tower podcast brought to you from the Mid-South Van studios right here in Hernando, Mississippi. Mid-South Vans has 12 and 15 passenger vans available to you for daily, weekly, or monthly rentals. Mid-South Vans has been open for the last five years. Mid-South Vans is available to uh, all of DeSoto County and the Mid-South. Please give them a call at 662-469-4555. That's 662 662- 469-4555 for any travel needs upcoming. Okay, now we're going to switch to the basically what we've been doing is kind of the civics portion of the show. Uh, what we want to kind of lead off uh, everything after the, you know, can we kind of have a discussion this morning. And the first thing we want to look at, we mentioned on Tuesday that the DeSoto County Election Commission was going to have a meeting on uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday, the, the first. Um, that still is happening 530 at the Gale Center. But also, the, you know, a couple of things have happened this week. Uh, since that uh, Tuesday, we talked about it on Tuesday, the there have been a couple of lawsuits across the state. Uh, you know, we mentioned that in order to get the absentee balance in, you had to, you could have a mail to you, but you still had to bring them to the courthouse 
files, drop them off. Uh, they sometimes, in, in most instances, they have to be notarized and they have to, of course, be presented with a proof of a photo ID of some sort. And so the there's a couple of groups that have filed lawsuits against the state of Mississippi saying that this is unhealthy, that they could cause, you know, with the issues with the virus, they could cause, especially the elderly having to get out to do this or the minorities um, who are more affected by the virus, that this could be, you know, reason that they do not vote absentee. And so they're trying to sue to allow mail-ins for the absentee only. Now, of course, Mississippi does not have mail-in voting in general. Uh, right now, To in order to absentee vote, you do have to have an excuse of some sort. You're going to be out of town. Uh, you you know, may have to have you know, surgery that week or you know, something like that. If you have a valid excuse, you can do it, uh, but you do have to bring it in. But they want you to be able to not have an excuse and to be able to mail it in on early ballot and not for, you know, not for your real, you know, the, the actual day of, uh, but for the absentee ballot. So that has been done. Uh, we do not know, obviously, the lawsuits have just been filed. Don't know when they'll be resolved, when they'll be heard, um, but I'm sure that will be discussed uh, Tuesday night, uh, 530 at the Gale Center uh, during the uh, commission meeting. Do you know the county that it was uh, it was filed in? It was, it's, it's in, ja- I mean, Jackson. Down yeah, in Jackson. Down in Jackson. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so that's being looking, you know, that's just kind of an update on what we talked about on Tuesday. Uh, also on Tuesday, a couple other things happening, of course, all of the Alderman meetings will be held. This is uh, September 1st, will be the first Tuesday of the month, and Alderman meetings are held on first and third Tuesdays every month. Again, uh, we will preview that, preview that uh, the agenda on Tuesday, uh, but just kind of uh, you know letting you know if you want to go ahead. This is the public hearings for most cities. It is a uh, law that the budgets have to be set by September 15th every year. Uh, city, I guess, fiscal years are from October 1st through September 30th, and so they have to have the budget passed and in place or, or ready to be in place by September 15th, so 15 days before uh, the current year end. And so, again, there'll be a public hearing uh, at, at most um, Alderman meetings on Tuesday night, September 1st. So, I mean, they've got this meeting and then the meeting on the 14th will be 15th. very it's the actual 15th actually well, this year it is on the 15th that's right okay so yeah so they, they uh, they've got two meetings to get this done so I uh, look forward to learning about that like you said uh, the the budget was talked about uh, for, for a very short period of time last meeting uh, because they told them to go back and, and make some more cuts I think you said around 900,000 that is correct over the uh, the projected um, budget and so um, I mean I look forward to hearing about that what what they cut um, what current things were cut or what what needs are, are still being met there that's uh, very interesting to discuss and it's also a public forum. Again, they're both on the same night. The Election Commission, 530 at the Gale Center. And then, of course, Hernando, Alderman meeting, 6 o'clock, City Hall, South Haven, Alderman meeting, 6 o'clock, uh, City Hall. And so, again, please familiarize yourself, cityofhernando.org, cityofsouthhaven.org. Uh, go to the Alderman, uh, excuse me, government, click on Board of Aldermen, and then you can find their agendas and their past meeting notes there. And if you, you know, are interested in hearing about the budget or make any comments about the budget, uh, those meetings, public hearings will be uh, Tuesday, September 1st. Also, uh, another thing we want to look at that's pertaining both locally, uh, statewide, and nationally is the census. Uh, the census, of course, has this is 2020. It is required by law that every 10 years that a new census is done. And so we're, you know, basically over halfway now through the 2020 year. It's been obviously been a funny year, been a challenging year. Census are still being taken. Census workers are still working. And so if you have, obviously, hopefully everybody has received their census ballot in the mail and you can return it in mail. You can go online and do it. You can, if not, then at some point a census worker will come to your door, knock on it, and then ask information. Basically, it's just number of households, age, that sort of thing, you know, just very 
basic information. I, I filled mine out back in April, sent it in. You know, I, I think it's maybe six to 10 questions. It's not hard. It's not long, but it is very, very important because there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, implications with the census. I know, you know besides the fact that you can say that maybe our county is, you know, pushing 200,000 people, uh, a lot of other things that we do, we, you know, there is chance for us to lose money. Now, DeSoto County has the highest census return so far in the state. We are just over 70% in, you know, in compliance returned, which is very good. However, that means 30% of us have still not sent our census in, and uh, but it does put us up greater than the rest of the state. But that 30% that's missing, uh, it does, for every uh, return that is not miss, uh, sent in, that is $5,000 a year that is left out. $5,000 a year that is that uh, DeSoto County uh, and the state misses out on, and it, that's $2.9 million over 10 years. Two, excuse me, $2.9 billion over 10 years, $2.9 billion. So again, may not seem like that big of a deal, may seem like, okay, I'll get that too, you know, but it is due. Uh, census workers will start coming after September 3rd knocking on doors because they have to have the numbers in by December to the president and to Congress to vote on again by law. So that's what that girl was there for the other day at the house. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Coming to get the census. No, I, look, uh, not at my house because I, yeah, you again, did I'm, yours. I, I mailed uh, mine back in April. Mine's still sitting there. Mine's still, mine's still sitting there. So I got to get that done and I'll do that this week. Uh, yeah, I need to do that so nobody swings by the house. And well, it's not only that. It's just, I mean, again, that's, you know, that's $5,000 a year that, you know, your family, other families no, are costing I, us. I, that I we, it's we it's an important have. thing. We should do that. I mean, every 10 years, we should have a count and, and learn more about the, the the country and how things are going and, and what direction uh, the country is going in, uh, especially from a population standpoint. Take this chance to remind you the podcast is brought to you by The Print House, located at 2462 Church Street in Hernando. The Print House is your one-stop shop for printing services. Whether it's business cards, banners, screen printing for t-shirts, as well as a showroom full of all your vinyl and t-shirt needs, The Print House has you covered. Whether it's a new logo or marketing plan for your business or a large order of t-shirts for your family reunion, or church group, the ladies at the print house can help. Simply give them a call at 662-298-3105 or find them online at theprinthousems.com. That's theprinthousems.com or also search for them on Facebook. One more time, that's 662-298-3105 for all your vinyl, screen printing, and printing needs. Podcast also brought to you by Precision Services, located here in Hernando. Whether you're a real estate flipper or a homeowner with simply too much in your yard, Precision can help. They specialize in residential or commercial renovations. With over 20 years experience in the demolition, junk removal, and construction business, Precision is eager to bid on your next project. Give them a call at 662-469-4189. Mention the podcast and get 5% off your estimate instantly. That's 662-469-4189 for Precision Services in Hernando. Uh, now turning uh, again to a couple other local things. The city of Hernando passed, I guess at the last autumn meeting was not mentioned because we wanted to make sure that uh, we had all the information on it. A drive-in movie will be featured at Renaissance Park on September 19th, 2020. Uh, it'll be $5 per car to get in. The gates will open at 5.30 and the movie will start at dusk. Uh, again, 5.30 and the movie will start at dusk, which is about 7 p.m. is what they, they have here, probably between 7 and 7.30. They will be showing The Wizard of Oz as a drive-in movie. Again, you know, those are from bygone eras. You have you know, great driving theaters of course they have one up on summer still in memphis and just a, a great time so if you're looking for something to do on the 19th this would be a, a great thing again it's five dollars you can put as many people in you know in the car that you want to go out there watch the movie and you know we've all a lot of uh, all, us at my age obviously older have seen the wizard of oz but some of the kids may have not it'd be a really good way just to experience it on a big screen out there and, and you know in the park uh, obviously social distance with the cars and so you know please come out and just support the support the city and just you know allow, allow them to do other things like this in the future absolutely great thing by the by the city 
city by the Parks and Recreation Department to do something like that. So, uh, Derek, something else going on big in the tennis world here in uh, Hernando. There is. Uh, they are resurfacing the Church Park tennis courts. So, if you know the Church Park tennis courts are the ones that are right there in the middle of town next to Ladybug Bakery across the street from the La Siesta Strip Center. And so, they have started resurfacing those. Uh, not sure, trying to find the name of the company doing it, but if, you, if, you've, if you've seen them, there are some cracks in them uh, currently. It does hold water a lot of the times, and so it is very widely used, especially at summer nights, uh, fall and the spring. If you drive by there, you know, either before work, uh, in the evenings, uh, they usually, both courts are usually always taken. Of course, they've got the wonderful playground and the bathroom that was donated by the women's club in Hernando and the young women's club in Hernando. And so all that's right there. Uh, and it's just a, again, a great small park right there in the middle of town. But I think it's a, you know, something that's really used and the city's uh, putting money into the courts again. So just that's, a, again, another great thing that they're doing. Don't forget the, the women's club also did the pavilion there. So if, if, if you visited Church Park in the last three years and you, you thought to yourself, man, I'm glad they have a bathroom here now or playground equipment has been improved and then the, the pavilion is here for us to sit under. That's a thank you to the Hernando Young Women's Club. Oversaw that with their, their funds from their um, Spring into Art program, a Spring into Art um, party that they would have each March. So a uh, shout out to them. Great job for, um, it's really become a, a nice part of the uh, the downtown area. So that once the, the courts get resurfaced, uh, that'll be a, a even better portion. Uh, and if you're the owner of Ladybug Bakery or La Siesta and would like to be an advertiser on the, our podcast from the earlier uh, please look us up under the water tower info at gmail.com that's under the water tower info at gmail.com so uh, shout out to those businesses uh, also Hernando Parks uh, speaking of the parks there's a couple of things we mentioned kind of on the first uh, three or four podcasts that they were having signups and most you know cities are still having the final signups maybe past time in a couple cities for fall baseball fall softball fall soccer well Hernando Parks is reaching out they are still looking for one uh, I think a couple of baseball coaches Six-year-old baseball needs one coach. They're only one coach short for fall ball, a fall rec ball uh, at City Parks. Again, they're looking for a six-year-old baseball coach. And they also need uh, soccer coaches. Now, the soccer coaches have several more needs. They need a six-and-under boys coach. They need three six-and-under girls coaches. They need two ten-and-under girls coaches. And then one 12-and-under co-ed coach. So, again, they're looking for seven soccer coaches, six-year boys, three for six-year girls, two for ten-year girls, and then one for 12U co-ed, along with one six-year-old boys baseball coach. So, you know, guys, girls, ladies, um, if, if you are, you know, interested, if you want to spend time with your children, if you've ever played, and again, you don't even have to ever played. Uh, I know a friend of mine and I coached a team when our, our boys were younger. Neither one of us played soccer growing up. We didn't have soccer at our schools growing up. And yet we were asked to, you know, he, co- he was the head coach. I was the assistant coach. They gave us a kind of a program to use. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying we were world beaters, but our team did pretty well and, and it was uh, just a, a great time out there but you, know, you get to learn the game along with the kids and uh, it's just a great time and so again I hope that y'all would step up I hope that you'll be able to spend time with your children because whether you can you know you're a, a a Premier League coach or not, or Major League coach or not, you can you know affect these kids in such positive ways. Just being good role models, showing them how to you know win, how to lose, you know how to be good sports, and just you know just encouraging them along the way. So again, if you have a heart for that, uh, please reach out to the City Parks for that. So so far during the show, we have uh, discovered just how big a loser uh, Matt is. Um, he has not done his census yet, which is needed, and he has not signed up to coach his uh, six and under daughter soccer team. So uh, well, coach, they're, uh, they're, Matt, they're they, still they, for three yes. coaches. I get the emails. They they have a need. They have a definite need. Uh, I know she was wanting to be uh, on a, uh, another little girl's team, and I think that dad was going to coach. So uh, I'll have to work that out. But.
But again, I haven't done my census or I haven't signed up to uh, be a coach. So uh, Matt is the loser of the day. Not, not, never too late to make that change. You, you got that. All right. So turning from we, we got baseball. Check that off. We got soccer. Check that off. And now it's time to turn to high school football. That's right. High school football. Again, we talked about the first game last week. Well, there's two games this week. And then, of course, uh, along with the Jamborees, the public school Jamborees, that will move to Saturday due to Hurricane Laura. And then, of course, everybody's full force starting next week. So we're really getting excited. I think that, you know, we're going to try to keep this podcast around the 40-minute mark. However, you know, as uh, the, the football games get started, if, if the coaches would get us their information on their teams and, of course, send us quick box scores or something like that after the games you know we'll try to read as much of those as possible and, and give as much credit as possible to the coaches and to the players uh, along with the uh, as I said the girls soccer as it continues on so again uh, the, you may see that our portions of our shows they may either run a little longer or maybe the sports on Fridays take up a little more time we hope that you're okay with that because again we're you know this is a, a major part of our county during this time of year and we want to make sure that we reach out and, and give the credit to where credit is due definitely right I mean you and I talk about it all the time uh, how, how big high school football was in our lives and that that's just something we want to discuss and we'll discuss now we don't know if the if all the games were moved to saturday or five o'clock on saturday i know for sure that hernando the hernando tiger football game jamboree with center hill was moved to five o'clock on saturday this would be the time that we would invite everyone over to center hill to watch the game but uh in today's world that's not uh, going to be the case so it, it should be another small crowd with the uh the limitations which uh I, w- I would assume that governor reeves will be announcing something soon coming off of august i would assume monday monday they'll come you know this Right now, the two people per participant uh, goes through the 31st, which is Monday. So I would assume Monday he would either continue that or maybe hopefully relax it a little bit and allow more people starting for the games next week. But again, we'll wait for that announcement. And um, if it is announced on Monday, you will hear it here on Tuesday. Right, because next Friday, um, Hernando Tigers uh, hosts South Panola. So that should be a that would be a big crowd for Hernando as well as a large crowd coming up from Batesville. So um, definitely something to look at. Well, we were hoping to, again, preview two games tonight. As I mentioned, there are, there are two. A local games being played. However, due to Hurricane Laura and a last-minute rescheduling, the North Point Trojans game against the Fayetteware Wildcats was moved to last night. That is the case, and since we were not able to preview North Point uh, like we did Magnolia Heights last week, I'm going to go ahead and do that now, and then we will talk about kind of what I want what, with the game last night. Uh, and then, of course, obviously, we can't make picks. We're not going to go back and, you know, be right on both accounts. Um, but we will look to make our picks for the Manoia Heights game uh, that we'll talk about next. North Point Christian School uh, is led by Coach Tyler Gold. Ty- uh, Coach Gold is in his second season at North Point. Uh, he was His first season was last year. Coach Gold came up from Florida. And we do hope to have Coach Gold on at some point during the season to kind of talk about his background um, growing up and, and kind of, you know, why he got into coaching. But I want to go over the last year. The team was 3-8 and eight overall. Um, it was an improvement over the year before when North Point actually had an 0-10 season. And they were 1-5 in district record, and they had a first-round playoff loss to Franklin Road Academy. Uh, they are currently in the updates, uh, updating the schedule, of course, because of coronavirus. They had several, a couple of uh, Mississippi games that were scheduled with two or three Mississippi teams. Those had to be rescheduled once Mississippi postponed its starting of its season until September 4th. And so there are a couple of uh, uh, open dates still. I think maybe one open date now. Well, actually, they were supposed to start on the 21st. They did not have that game. And there currently is one other to-be-announced game on the schedule. Uh, but they do they will play Fayette Ware. Their uh, district games are St. George's, ECS, FACS, Lausanne, and Harding. 
And then, of course, other non-conference games against Millington Central and then, again, hope, uh, Bolton High School and then hopefully one more uh, non-conference games. Uh, North Point has eight returning starters on offense and seven returning starters on defense. The leaders on offense, uh, Hudson Brown, the quarterback, uh, Jackson Thomason, who's a wide receiver and running back, Cooper McCoy, wide receiver, Tight Floyd uh, is the offensive lineman, senior offensive lineman. On the defense, you have Connor McNatt at linebacker, Alex Wright at defensive back, Chris Gilliland at defensive line, and Mitchell Wright uh, also defensive line, defensive end. The captains are key players this year are all those just mentioned, along with Peyton Morgan, James Smith, and Christian Gilliland. That's the uh, freshman brother of Chris Gilliland. And then the outlooks this year for the uh, season are the main goals is stay the same. And uh, what Coach says is to focus on the week at hand and compete with the conference. He's truly taking a one-day-at-a-time approach. He, he understands that's Coach speak, but he really is trying to do that and trying to build a program that honors Christ as his name recognition in the area as a competitive team year in and year out. And so, again, he's uh, hoping again for a 500 record this year. They'll shoot for that. Uh, and of course, you know, want to make the playoffs again. The playoffs will be a little harder to make this year. Last year, I think it was top three, top four in the district made it this year. I believe Tennessee has scheduled it down to where only the top two teams in each district because they're starting a little later and they're having to push some stuff out. And so they may only be looking at the top two, top three teams in each district to make it. So again, will be a little harder. They do have a, a, a really tough district with uh, St. George's, ECS, and Lausanne are strong every year in the private school league up in Memphis. And, and so, um, but you know, they will have a, a good task. But that leads us to talking about game last night. They did play Fayetteville last night. Uh, they, on Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m., they sent out an announcement that they were moving the game up, and the game was played. Uh, the game ended in a uh, at halftime. Of course, they got in literally the first half. Horn goes off for halftime. They run in. Then five minutes of halftime, the rain starts sprinkling, uh, and then all of a sudden you see that they start, you know, the, the severe thunderstorm warnings, and then of course the tornado warning was is, uh, issued, and so after that the game was canceled. Halftime score was 40 to nothing favor of the Trojans and that ended up being the final score of course afterwards they did uh, call the game they went ahead and, and Fayette Ware said that they would count it as a loss they were not going to contest it and so the final score was 40 to nothing yeah you and I texted back and forth quite a bit because you were at the game uh, with your son playing and I mean it just came together looks sounds like for the Trojans Fayette Ware uh, may have a long season uh, they were definitely they definitely struggled last night uh, I think he had a couple of defensive touchdowns and so forth and some quick strike plays uh, and everything to get up to the 40 to nothing you know win 40 nothing total there uh, at by halftime which is uh, I mean that's every coach's dream to sit there and kind of be, be at halftime with the game in hand so sounds like coach gold had them ready to play and uh, we were worried a bit about the weather wind and everything like that but were they able to throw the ball pretty well they did uh, there was two uh, Hudson Brown had two touchdown passes one for five yards one for 33 yards you had Jackson Thomason had a good 30 yard TD run and then you had a couple of pick sixes, as you mentioned, uh, that were done. Uh, James Smith had a 33-yard pick six. And then Jackson Thomason, who also who plays both ways, also had a 32-yard pick six. Uh, and so two defensive touchdowns. You had um, three or four offensive touchdowns. And just a great showing. It, they did, you know, first uh, first two or three series were two and out, uh, three and out, excuse me. Uh, but then they really came on. And, again, this is a uh, Fayette Ware team that actually won last week by four over Creighton County. Not Creighton County. Anyway, it was a county school uh, in Tennessee. And then uh, also beat the Trojans last year by four four up at Fayette Ware. Now, it was a, a different quarterback, and they had a, a really tall receiver last year that also had left. So, you know, they had some new players playing, I believe, and they had, uh, the uh, offensive coordinator last year for Fayette Ware was Bo Wallace, the former Ole Miss quarterback. He has also gone. He has moved on. He is now the head coach at Coahoma Community College. And so they had some change there, but uh, again, I think that North Point was a little upset about the game last year, came in ready to play, and, and you know, just played pretty well that first half. That's very interesting I, I, that Bo Wallace was the um, offensive coordinator for, for them last year. But again, 
it sounds like they're going to have a slow season or a different season with a new quarterback and a new new game plan offensively there. So good for the Trojans getting their first win. It's always fun to you know get the season started right, and especially for North Point who went zero and ten two years ago, three and eight last year, for an opportunity to uh, to taste a victory to get things started. Because next week they they step up in in competition next week taking on St. George's out of Memphis. Uh, is it a home or away? It's away. All right, so they go to St. George's uh, next week. So St. George's is typically a playoff team. Uh, St. George's has, has been a, a very solid program for years. So uh, look forward to previewing that game. And, and, and again, I hope your son and the Trojans can pull out a victory uh, definitely for them in DeSoto County. Yeah, another game in the uh, area this week. Last week we picked the Magnolia Heights Chiefs to beat the Lee uh, Academy Colts down in Sanatobia, which they did. 54 to 7. So Magnolia Heights started the season off 1 and 0 uh and and very good start for uh for, for them down there. Um, this week they're traveling to Fayette County. Uh, they're actually going to Fayette play Fayette Academy. So Fayette Ware came this way, and then now the Magnolia Heights travel over to Fayette County, uh, Tennessee, to take on Fayette Academy. Um, and I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs again. Yeah, uh, Fayette Academy. They did win. They played last week, won 14 to eight. So this will be their uh, also their second game. So both teams are one and zero coming into the contest. Fayette Academy, really strong team last year. Uh, actually, I believe won their division, uh, Tennessee State Championship last year. Not sure what they have coming back. Obviously, Magnolia Heights came out strong last week with a 54-7 victory over Lee Academy. Knowing what you know, Magnolia Heights bring back, knowing that uh, you know we've talked to the coach and you know no one kind of you know they're really leaning on their quarterback and the receivers. You know, I would uh, also agree with you. I'm also going to pick the Chiefs going into the game tonight. Um, and so. You know, just good luck to them, coaches, uh, parents. If you have anything, please send us any kind of stats. We're almost, you know, not going to be able to make the game up in Fayette County tonight. So if you have any kind of uh, feedback, any kind of stats that you want to send us, we would love to cover that uh, on the uh, Tuesday show as a recap. So please uh, get that information to us. Yeah, good luck to the Chiefs tonight. Derek, I think like we talked about last week or we began last week, we, we pick a game or pick some games uh, that are played, but then we really turn to the important way of picking games, Derek, which really matter. Uh, deep down, it, it doesn't matter how your sports teams fare against each other on the field. What really matters is could your mascot beat up my mascot? Exactly. And that's where we are with the mascot battle royale. Mascot battle royale. So this week we're going to talk about the Chiefs for the Magnolia Heights uh, Chiefs because we can't talk about North Point because we already know about that game. So we're going to talk about the Magnolia Heights Chiefs taking on the Fayette Academy Vikings. So now this, this, look, uh, last week we had again we had the young horse versus the Indian. Not really, not really a contest. We've got a battle this week. We we've going to, this is a battle. We have a chief, obviously, really at the, the basically the leader uh, of the tribe. Uh, obviously, you know, probably a very seasoned veteran, very fit, good with the hatchet, bows and arrows, ride horses, you know, going into battle, they're ready to go versus a Viking. So, you know, Viking, we're talking, you know, it's, it's, it's been a thousand years. It's been a thousand years for the Vikings, but, you know, as you mentioned to me earlier, Matt, there's raping and pillaging, and then there's what the Vikings used to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Vikings were uh, quite, the, quite the group. Amazing stories of what Vikings did all around the world uh, back in the day. So, um, you know, as much as we uh, went with the Chiefs last week, you know, Derek, I, I've got to go I've got to go with the Vikings this week. I'm going to pick the Vikings over the Chiefs uh, in the mascot pick, and then we'll pair that up against – we picked the Chiefs on the field, but I've got to say in the mascot pick, Derek, I, I've, I've got to go with – I've got to go with the Vikings uh, as the better mascot or the tougher mascot than the Chiefs this week. I'm going to have to agree with you. Famous, you know, Chiefs in history, you know, you've got, you know, many names, Geronimo – and others that, that that come to mind. But Vikings, you've got, you know, Leif Erickson, Eric the Red, 
and um, you know who discovered you know parts of North America. You know they, they were adventurers. You know they were on the sea. They were hardened veterans. You know they basically that's all they did. They did it for fun. They they fought for fun to kill and to take. And so they just they, they really didn't have a conscience. Let's, let's be honest. They they had no conscience. <laughs> Disgusting and, individuals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm look. I'm not. I'm all for it. You know, Scandinavia is a great place, and you know, they, a great group of people, and they've got a great history. But you've got Ragnar Lodbrok and other ones, just you know, absolutely just you know, mythical figures that they had. And of course, when you talk about their mythology, you know, you've got Thor. You know, Odin. I mean, we we've just. I'm all I'm all over the Vikings. I, I you know, if, if we had to go, you, you seem to like the Vikings. Look, you seem to like. I, I, look, history is my thing, and I just. Did you I'm watch ready. the show? Did yeah, I, I did. I actually watched. I didn't finish it. Uh, I believe the first season all the way through, maybe the half of the second season. I did not finish the the, the series. And again, I'm I'm more into. I, I love the mythology, not like the Marvel mythology, but the actual mythology of the Vikings. And so, no no disrespect to the Manila Heights, because obviously you don't have. You know, this is not what we're picking for the actual players on the field. But if we're talking about just mascots, give me the Vikings. I agree. Uh, so we're going Vi- Vikings on the mascot. Uh, we're picking the Chiefs over the Vikings on the field. So uh, we'll keep up with that. Update that on Tuesday for you. So uh, Matt, one last thing, I want to mention that. Uh, for all the alls that were that were wondering and and I know sitting on the edge of your uh, seats for this announcement, we did we did find an, uh, a name for our fantasy football team. We're going with the Boudin Balls. Name from last year. Name from last year. Yeah. We we decided to keep it. Um, you know, we had a, a really pretty good run. But if first of all, those of y'all that are listening audience that doesn't know what Boudin is, Boudin is a Cajun delicacy, and Boudin Balls are a fried version of that delicacy. I'm from South Mississippi, and Matt is from. South Louisiana, and we both love the area, Cajun food, and the Saints. So find you some boudin. Find you some good cake boudin. It's fantastic. My son loves it. And so just find some boudin, you know, some good fried balls, kind of like, kind of looks like a hush puppy. You know, it is just fantastic delicacy. So make sure that you get some of that. But that's the name that we're going with our team this year. And let me tell you that when, when I say that we're, when we had the draft, now, I, again, it was a slow draft. It took a couple days. There were a couple late nights. We did get it done. Very happy with our team. Running back heavy. The Lamar Jackson of this year's quarterbacks. I think somebody that's really going to uh, you know, come out and, and have a breakout year. Solid tight end. You know, we're going to um, you know, look to have a good start to our defense with, with the matchup the, for the first week of the season. So I'm excited about it. Um, I, you know, there may be one or two other teams that probably think that they have somebody, you know, teams that are close to ours. But, you know, we, we all know what's going on. I've already looked at our first matchup. We're already predicted to win the first week, which does not surprise me. And so look forward to fantasy starting here in about 10 days. Well, and Derek, you know, we get, uh, they give us a hard time uh, in our fantasy league because you and I, we, we own the team or manage the team together. Uh, what these guys continue to forget is they struggle to find friends. Anyway, shout out to those guys. They're, they actually have moved out of their mom's basement. They don't live there anymore, uh, which is good. So uh, shout out to those guys, and I wish them the best of luck this season. I think we play about 12 games before the playoffs. So we 13. 13, 13 games. games. Okay, so yeah, I'm, you know. We may lose one uh, sometimes. As usual, we start off strong uh, and, and should be should be pretty good this year. Happy with our team. We'll break down our roster later on uh, this season sometime as we get closer to the NFL games. That's, that's coming up on September 13th, right? That's, uh, I, I, that's actually be the Thursday before that, whatever that is. Okay. Um, All right. So mid-September, the NFL's kicking that, off. That's the first weekend, yes. Okay, great. Well, that looking forward to that. Look, if you're enjoying the show, enjoying the uh, Under the Water Tower podcast, look us up on Facebook. That's at UTW Podcast, UTW Podcast on Facebook. Also on Instagram as UTW Podcast. Uh, Look for us there. And on Twitter, it is UTW Pod. That's UTW Pod on Twitter. Please, 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 we can't say it enough. Wherever you listen to this podcast, 
hit the subscribe button. That helps us tremendously uh, from a subscribe standpoint to uh, to talk with advertisers and let people know how many weekly listeners we, we might have on our show. So please hit subscribe uh, on our show. That when, when we release a new show, uh, it lets you know that. So please do that. Just another great Friday show, Derek. Uh, and looking forward to some pub, uh, public school jamborees uh, this week that we can talk about uh, on Tuesday. And then we'll break down the, the actual games coming up. So just really looking forward to great uh, start to high school and all the different things that we just discussed. We'll talk more about the autumn meeting on Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, anything else? That's all. Just guess we'll be talking here next month in September. Wow. September already, huh? It is. It's, it's here. Again, you, you, we've, I want to say the year has been flying by, but this has been a really hard year. So uh, <laughs> what we'll, we'll, we'll say that, yes, it, it, it will be September 1st when we, when we meet again. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. And join us next time under the water tower. <laughs>